Welcome to Tech Trek. I'm one of your hosts, Jenny Kessler. And I'm your other host, Jeff Kirk. How you doing, Jeff? I'm great, Jenny. How are you doing? I'm uh, getting better every day. Like, oh. the, like the postman said. Did you ever see that movie? I did see that. It was, um, that's a callback. Yeah. Pres- <laughs> it's been president, a while. <laughs> just like President Ringo Starr says, stuff's getting better. Stuff's getting better every day. Well, you know, if, there, if we wanted to go into the political realm right off here, um, mm-hmm. if there had been a chance to vote for Ringo Starr, yes, I'm pretty sure that I would have backed that ticket. Really? Yeah. I mean, the guy is just, he's just out there to encourage peace and understanding and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the all-star band. I mean, he's got an all-star band, Jenny. He's well, got an all-star band. I hear that. I hear that. But he's not a U.S. citizen, Jeff. How are you going to deal with that? I don't care, you know? Like, I don't okay. care. Okay. <laughs> uh, sadly, my <clears throat> drummer candidate, RIP Neil Pert, oh. uh, you know, he's the guy that really got things done in a major way. That was a rough loss this year. Yeah. Yeah. It was a rough loss. And that's, I think that's part of why we wanted to think about the topic that we had. Yeah. For today's episode. Um, I think, you know, there were some rough losses. There were some hard, hard things to go through this year. Oh yeah, so, still going through. Yeah, <laughs> frankly, they haven't really stopped yet. No. But we're Jenny and I both wanted to take a minute here, um, maybe sixty plus minutes here. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> a little break from all of that, and to um, to talk about something that we really think it, also timely with with it being in in the year that this is actually being recorded. It's Thanksgiving week. So start date November, 2020. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that translates to because I don't. Have oh my gosh. I thought you had it on top of your head, man. I, I used to <laughs> until this year. <laughs> well, we've had to let go of some things. Yeah. I don't honestly. have as much brain space for all of that fun as I used to, but, but the thing we're going to talk about is what, what is it about Star Trek that we're thankful for? Right. And um, and it's it's a good time to just kind of sit back and think about like, gosh, there's a ton of Star Trek out there. <laughs> yes. And, um, and I I think that with the type of uh, inertia and momentum that we've been having this year, it's it's a nice time for us to take a break from all of the topics. Uh, and where we've been solving all of the world's problems with Star Trek technology <laughs> and yes. think about um, what we're grateful for about, about Star Trek itself. Jenny, you want to elaborate on that? Uh, yeah. Um, well, first of all, uh, podcast log, stardate 98493.4. Excellent. Thank you for <laughs> carrying me on that one. 
You're welcome. Look, we got to carry each other through this year. Um, and that's like the best place to start really is the, your crew, you know, mm-hmm. the people around you uh, that have helped um, or that you may have helped to mm-hmm. pull you through. Um, I remember like the beginning of 2020 and um, <laughs> vaguely <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was being, there. It was there. Um, I actually, at the end of 2019, I got to take uh, my dad to see the calves. Um, um, and we had courtside seats, which is a perk of the place where I work from. And uh, they have season tickets and give them away to employees to go and take. And I got to take my dad and his friend and my, and, and my partner Dax. And we, you know, went to Cleveland and sat courtside um, for the, Cleveland Cavaliers game and it was just like my my dad is first of all the king of Christmas um, <laughs> and he blows people away every year with his thoughtfulness and generosity and I have never been able to blow his mind <laughs> until I was like hey I got courtside seats for the Cavs do you want to go and his jaw dropped wow. and his eyes bugged out and he's like that's on my bucket list Oh wow! <laughs> to be able to go see um, a professional basketball game courtside. And so it was, you know, VIP, you go in, there's hors d'oeuvres and free drinks and, you know, you sit down and I don't know if you've been to professional basketball game ever. I okay. I, I didn't want to presume as a nerd. I've been to three professional okay. basketball games. Yeah. Which in my four plus decades of living mm-hmm. is enough. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was my third. Uh, the okay. first one I was in high school and I got thrown out of it. I didn't. I was with somebody who got thrown out. Okay. Or, fight, or fighting. <laughs> and or then, fighting. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, uh, my, please again, go on. <laughs> okay. My mom, we're at the local grocery store and she won some tickets and she, my parents didn't want to go. It was the Cavs in the eighties, late eighties. Nobody cared about them. And they were in Richfield Coliseum, which is huge. Yeah. And generally empty for a Cavs game. <laughs> and I went with my boyfriend, Jeff at the time and our friend Rich and <clears throat> you know, Jeff is a real sports nut. And he One was, thing led to another and there was a very yeah. little brawl. <laughs> well, we, there's, this, there's this guy sitting in front of us and Jeff was like, he gets really into the games and he was yelling and stuff. And this guy was like, hey, shut up. You're making it. And Jeff's like, hey, we paid for these tickets just like you did. And they're like, we didn't pay for these tickets. <laughs> um, but it got to a point where he is, <laughs> I'm just like dying. And uh, so it gets to a point where he annoys this guy so bad that he reaches back, grabs Jeff by the front of the shirt and smacks him across the face. And then... So here comes security walking <laughs> down and gets us all out of the game. That's amazing. And yeah. It was an awkward elevator ride with the guy that slapped Jeff and Jeff. Oh, you were in the same elevator. Yeah. Yeah. They escorted huh. us out of the building. That's yeah. an interesting choice by the security guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. That, I mean, he was really kind of just doing his job at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did have the presence of a wharf you would say so uh, we were minding our p's and q's for sure so so mostly mostly terrible at his job but yeah. intimidating what? looking oh hey, i thought hey, you were saying warp hold was, on. hey 
don't hey. yeah no he was but he, he looked was, like Worf. he had the presence of Worf. yeah just in that he was big big I yeah think. yeah like um, you're not going to try to take him <laughs> yeah. because he's literally the size of two of you <laughs> right, right, right. so but that was my first pro game and also and then then this one with my dad i, I went one more, one other time with friends from work um but the pro basketball games are like there is never a minute where there isn't something happening like if yeah. there's a timeout they bring they brought out all the mascots from basketball team like ohio sports teams too it was really yeah so and we were walking back and forth you know to go back for a drink or snacks or whatever hither and yon yeah yeah and we're just generally <laughs> bumping into mascots on the way <laughs> So it felt it felt a little bit about like being on a starship or maybe a starbase. Yeah. Yeah, I could feel like a starbase. It sounds very deep space nine, like walking oh, yeah. on, on the promenade. Right. You know. Right. Oh, look, there's the beige door mascot. <laughs> yeah. and, hey, there's Mr. Cardassia. Hey, right here later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just I'm just going by. I don't you know just walking gonna... past here, going yeah. to get some nachos. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the Klingon snack bar? Uh, <laughs> Where did I get the big bottle of blur? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a long digression just to say, like, uh, the year started off in a with a miracle for me, uh, yeah. being able to treat my dad to that. And, um, <clears throat> and then very suddenly, end of March, and we're <laughs> abruptly sent home. Yeah. No idea how long. And... <clears throat> throughout this time it's really been like the people and, and like we can't be with each other face to face but like the support and kindness of others is just really something that yeah. I'm thankful for and I'm also thankful to offer to be able mm. to offer to be in a position to offer any sort of comfort to anyone yeah. else yeah and to piggyback on that because um, I got some opening thoughts too mm -hmm. but piggyback on just that part of it jenny like it's been a real testament this year to see who are those people that are really like in the crew mm -hmm. who are the ones that 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 have that sticking power yeah and um and it's not from a not from a like you know trying to inflate your own ego thing but more of a like these are the actual people that I do need to care about and and who care about me and then and there's a real tribe sort of mentality to it mm -hmm. that has been really great to see, even in the midst of just how like crappy a lot of it has been. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um Yeah, so yeah, it's good it's good to to recognize and you know adversity always makes you notice mm -hmm. that and i and i am kind of grateful for being where we are right now just because it's really it's shaken up everything and you know you really get a chance to see what's most important yep. and um you know mainly as a community of hum humanity personhood like how we can best take care of each other as well and yeah. I, I feel like that caring for each other has won by a nose um, 
this year. This year, finally. Um, yeah. Which is different than some of the other years, frankly. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. It's one by a nose. Mm-hmm. Now we need to take that momentum a little bit further and and continue to like show how we can care for others. Right. And, and that a thing that's like the most, you know, wildfire kind of thing that we could do. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned, you know, getting, you know, your tribe identified. Um, yes, that's important, but also you need to find other tribes and understand yeah. them. Uh, Cause what's clear about what the outcome of the election for sure is that there are two very large, very distinct tribes right now. Mm. Um, and we're not all feeling like we're all one that we're all <clears throat> part of the common good, no matter what you think that common good is. And I'm not here to say, you know where I stand on this. If you've listened to any episodes of this, <laughs> But um, what long time listeners take note. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, like if I, if I look at the folks that um, are in another tribe from mine and, and I don't understand, you know, how mm-hmm. that they could tolerate um, the state of the, of the way we were living for the past four years. But, what I do know is what has been identified is that we have never, ever, ever dealt with the tiger under the table, which is race issues. And that's yeah. very, very clear. And it's not clear to everybody, uh, but we're not going to get anywhere until we all matter, you know? Um, and yeah. It's interesting to, to think about that and in, in like, even just with our topic that we're going to go into here in a little bit. Um, There, I think the the thing that I've been trying to think about the most as this year has been a, a stretch <laughs> in, in a lot of ways has been we need to spend a whole lot more time figuring out, rooting out, finding those things and it might be one thing but but finding those things that we have in common with people and not the things that make us different well and celebrate celebrate the things that we have in common so that we can then understand the things that make us different yeah because we have more in common than than we think a lot of times if we can just get past the instant judgment of the different Right. Um, the other, like the other. Yeah. We yeah. are, we're all Americans. Well, at least those of us in America are, uh, and yeah. except for Ringo Starr. And, well, no. yeah, I don't know. He <laughs> might be a citizen now. Didn't he marry Barbara Bach? Isn't she American? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Didn't they make that caveman movie? Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. have to add a link to that in our, our show notes. That's the IMDB entry for that. Or not. Or not. Uh, or maybe we won't. I'm not yeah. sure yet. <laughs> Just how important that is. But, you know, still. We are we are here. We, are we here. share this together. Yes. Yeah. And 
And just to put a bow on this particular topic is it finally come to me again, how Star Trek is a mirror for us. Um, if you are watching Discovery, um, I, I know I've crabbed about Discovery. The first two seasons, they really earned season three, uh, which yeah. is where the, you know, hit maybe fast forward if you don't want spoilers, but um, they're in the future 900 years. Yeah. Federation is gone it's as far out. as they can tell. Yeah. Um, and they have to like, and the shock with which they had enter a society where this good and true Federation, you know, such as it was, is gone. Like the, the whole moral compass and the fiber of the life as they knew it is gone. And it's, it's more about what's in it for me and less about what's, how can we up, uplift everyone. And <clears throat> this is what I love about Star Trek and I'm so grateful for is that they haven't lost their way as far as holding that mirror up to our society and, you know, showing you that, yes, what you believe in can crumble and however you can survive and you can learn and you can rebuild um, maybe, you know, but if, even if you can't, it's worth trying uh, to find that and to always be in a position to where you are um, raising up others. And, and you can, I, I feel like that's what we're getting with discovery. Um, and it, it took them a while to get there, but like I said, I feel like they really earned it. And yeah, I think they had to go through what they did in the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they were hard. You could tell, you could tell through even the addition of, uh, uh, you know, of Pike mm -hmm. in season two, that they were actually starting to build towards a different theme altogether. And, um, that's when you're supposed to echo me, but <laughs> a different theme altogether. Yes, of course. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's fine. Um, I'll let that one slide today. Okay. But, but <laughs> where they started to actually build, even bringing him in to where that was in the storyline was, that was a pretty big deal to Trek purists as well. Mm -hmm. Because, there was there was a certain mythology about not knowing what Pike was, yeah, and how he affected the original series. But um, it's a, a huge, huge plot opportunity. Oh, gigantic! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as plot opportunities, you've got you've got a lot of empty pages that you can write on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Darn tootin'. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, yeah, and you you start in discovery. Um, kind of the heyday of the federation like great right? yep. they're they've settled in they're doing their thing their five-year missions they're exploring they've got they're, they're starting to starfleet out a little bit more and yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you know there's you know and what's fun about that era is too you still have like wary klingons romulan you know the old enemies are the old enemies yeah uh, it's a little less benetton than <laughs> next generation is yeah. Totally right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, um, 
it's a little bit down and dirtier than next gen, but it's still hopeful. It's still full of hopeful pluck. And to take those people on the verge of like becoming the sensational um, model of civilization, pluck them out of that and then drop them into a place where it all fell apart. Yeah. It's all um, gone. The whole, the it, whole structure is gone. And that to honestly is how I felt in 2016 when sure. I felt like I was dropped 900 years in the past, actually. <laughs> um, and that sort of your foundation is that you never really question yeah. or brought up not to question. Like brought it's solid. Yeah. It manifest destiny, baby. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. So a good job, Star Trek, for keeping the faith and, and showing that, holding that mirror up and pointing out some truths about, yes, things can crumble, but yes, we can through camaraderie and that we can make great things happen. Yeah. I, so Jenny, you and I have different approaches to even the way this topic works. And I appreciate that yours is very much in the present um, because there's a lot, there's a lot to be gained with that. Where I went was I started on a list of um, course, um, because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> I, I cap <laughs> I mean, I write functional requirements, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You want to cover your bases, right? Yeah. I didn't make it into an annotated table, so you should be grateful that I didn't take it to that. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for the restraint. It's, it's. I tried to stay in the, in the moment there by not, you know, putting it in an annotated table so that it's preserved for posterity's sake. Later in Memory Alpha and, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shout out to Memory Alpha. By the way, guys, seriously, seriously, if you like Star Trek at all, (laughs) check out Memory Alpha online. Um, Man, and then Memory Beta, which is the companion site, which goes into the expanded, like, like, canon from the novels. Oh, <laughs> the emphasis yours. <laughs> Just to be clear. Just to be clear, the novels that I read. <laughs> yeah. So hit us, hit us with something from your list, Jeff. Yeah. Well, I think the first one is actually right in line with what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. An optimistic vision of the future. Yeah. It's showing... And one of my one of one of my main thoughts in this was unity for unity's sake. Mm-hmm. In order to be able to grow, in order to be able to advance in the Federation, like in the Federation timeline, mm-hmm. planet has to have a unified government. And they have to have warp capability. It's not, yeah. it's not like, you know, five different states have warp capability. Great. They have to be unified mm-hmm. to be able to apply for membership. Yeah. They have to work this stuff out. And what the Federation showed, and what Star Trek shows is the planets that were in it. Yeah. They might still have 
things they're working through, but they were able to say, this is bigger than some of these little fights are right now. Now we're still going to have to work them out. And you, you can see it in the stories and you can, you know that it's happening, mm -hmm. but they said that the bigger thing for them to do would be to join this bigger body. Right. And to me, that was always like such a great picture of taking the long view about things. Yeah. What is going to benefit <clears throat> us in the long run? Yeah. Sitting from this space of severe factionhood. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I never understood or cared to understand the, the problem with this sort of globalization mm. that many folks were very, very uncomfortable with. <laughs> um, but I'm programmed to be a helper. I mean, yeah. that's just who I am. And I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. Yeah. Um, I think, it, and, and I think where Brag. I get... Yeah, right. Humble brag. <laughs> Where I get the optimism part mm -hmm. is that they knew that there were things they had to work through, but they were glad to try to tackle them when they could. Like it wasn't a, well, we'll put this aside, grumble, 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 mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there was a real excitement to it. I still say there was a there was a meme that came up. I don't know how many years ago at this point, <laughs> but it said if Starfleet and the Federation existed now, I would have a completely different career track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> right, but like people were excited about it. Right. There was a there, there was a, a you know a a grand purpose to it. Exploration being mm -hmm. part of that. Yeah. Seek out new life is part of the, the, you know, the charter message, right? It's not yeah. <laughs> explore strange new worlds. Mm -hmm. Why not for conquest? That's in the mirror universe. <laughs> right. Well, it depends on, you know, the kind of the flow of the population, I would guess. Yeah. So that was my first one, an optimistic vision of the yeah. future. Yes. Um, I am we need, for that. We need an optimistic vision <laughs> at times this year a lot. We need optimism. Um, right. where, we, where we talked about that in our tribes too, right? We need people to, to help. We need to ask for help. We need people who can recognize that call for help and, and, and pull each other along. Yeah. And I think if, I think it's possible to maintain your tribal identity for the most part when you join into yeah. a larger whole and if you you know you just look at the cast of characters across next generation and you know yeah. the jorans are wearing their ear things and you know Worf's well, and even his... like with, like with voyager you know they like chakotay was still McKee. yeah but he was also second in command of voyager yeah like that's a huge deal that is a huge deal especially <laughs> since they were considered a terrorist organization yeah. you know like she was hunting them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the tables are turned and your chips are down you know it's time to you know put down uh, all this territorial fighting and stuff and like us uh, we have to preserve ourselves yeah 
Yeah. So the optimism part. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the next one kind of went with it a little bit, but it, in a, it takes a little bit of a turn in the specificity of the message, but it was diversity can conquer hate. Yeah. And I yeah. saw that throughout the show. I saw that yeah. in the way that the original crew, like the original series crew, was so completely different <laughs> than most of what I saw on, like, in TV around that I watched as a kid. Sure. The original series crew was different. Yeah. Um, and then you got to even see that expanded and, and taken in different ways. Like, in Next Generation, you had, I mean, you had Worf on the bridge. Right. Like, a Glingon. As a bridge officer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on a minute. Actually, I remember the first time I saw him in the show, mm-hmm. he was wearing a Starfleet uniform. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Wait, Jiggle, what? <laughs> yeah. Jiggle, what? Because <laughs> it was the 90s. Well, late 80s. Late 80s? Jiggle, what would have been certainly applicable. Maybe, uh, maybe ahead of it. 85? 86? 86. Next- Next Generation was 86? Next Generation was 87, so, yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. It's in, the, it's in the current of things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, seeing him in a Starfleet uniform and then seeing him as a bridge officer and then, yeah. as, like, Captain Worf what? later on in the, in, the, in the first Contact movie, you know, you have to explain. Oh, shit, yeah. Worf, right? And then, so then you, get, you take that and then you take the idea of Captain Nog. Nog. Right? Yeah. Like the first Ferengi to be able to join Starfleet. That's huge. Yes. That's humongous. It is. <laughs> it is. And I, I will forever defend the Ferengi to anybody who sniffs and at I, them. A nice, a nice little nod back in Discovery. I don't know. Spoilers again, if you want to make sure you hit your fast forward button. But yeah, don't worry about it. Just get spoiled. Yeah. Who cares? You, life's too short. <laughs> Go ahead and one read the, the spoilers. One of the ships <laughs> that they show in the third season is the USS Nog. So they name yeah. a ship. God. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank yes. you. <laughs> uh, Someone's getting it. That gave, me, that, that gave me goosebumps. I, I forgot about that. That's so awesome. <laughs> but I, yeah. It's all this, all this picture of this continual working on. Like the, like, I think the thing that I'm going with here with both of these first two is that is the bigger theme of we haven't arrived. Right. We're still working. We're still working on this thing. Yeah. And it's and it's a good thing that we're working on. Yeah. And that I just for a moment, like if you if you talk to people who are Star Trek adjacent, you know, or not sure. into it, um, and you consider like the movie Galaxy Quest, mm. uh, which is my favorite Christmas movie. I'm gonna go sure. have that there. It's not a Christmas movie, but I watch it when I wrap presents every year. Because, I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Uh, to me, it is a it has the has the mode of a Christmas movie, and I'm just saying this right now, we putting it out there. Um, but the the way that the people who love Star Trek have been viewed, you know, it's like if you look at that movie where it's like. This is a perfect future. They always win, you know. Right. <laughs> um, but what you get to when you look a little closer is this idea that 
um, there's always going to be problems to be solved and we can't do it alone. And in fact, it's better if we have more people from different backgrounds mm. together so that because the solution might be in the mind of a Ferengi, <clears throat> you know, and not Captain Kirk, you know, it's yeah. uh, that everybody brings something to the table. It's just this sort of joyful potluck of skills and knowledge and attitudes that make it such a rich world that people want to be a part of. And so much so that, you know, in Galaxy Quest, at any rate, the people who love it are like, they know the, the ship plans, they know more than the crew knows about, like the people who play the crew knows yeah. about how everything works in there. The thing um, that, the phrase that you just said, the, a joyful potluck, I really like that. I think, yeah, I think that is a good, a good couplet to kind of think about there. Yeah, like well, it's Thanksgiving. Every I like day. it. I really like it. Jenny, that's yeah, good one. So you want people on your team who are not like you? Yeah, yeah, very much. Um, and I and I think you and I are both we're both on the on the team of pro team um, as opposed yeah. to <laughs> yeah as opposed to like pro maverick. Um, Let's and, not go there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not fight over the holidays, Jeff. <laughs> I won't. I, I, for your sake, I won't. <clears throat> Iceman um, forever. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, God, that makes boys so mad. May I say that? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I know that this is an audio podcast, but still, uh, for the record, I did the Tom Cruise, no, the, uh, sorry, the um, I completely, the, the Val Kilmer uh, teeth bite yeah locker room motion yeah <laughs> you're dangerous when you fly maverick yeah snapping his teeth <laughs> snapping his jaw <laughs> I don't so that's know. a that's a witty repartee there wow <laughs> well that movie was one of the most most smartest movies ever written probably <laughs> most smartest yes I completely agree with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think uh, we're going back to the the pro team thing Mm -hmm. um i loved how i loved in the next generation and you see it later on in the picard series as well but how picard would work with his command crew mm -hmm. like he he wasn't wishy-washy when i first watched it, i was like why is he always meeting with his his command team <laughs> not just you shoot know? from the hip right you know argh, shoot first <laughs> and ask questions later no yeah. he did it he did it because he wanted them to buy into the decision. Yeah. Well, and it was a team, it was a team thing and he wanted their feedback. He needed to know also with whatever he had in mind, was that being echoed by other people or were there advocates to it that he needed to hear mm -hmm. on the opposite side to weigh into the decision as well. Yeah. I, I have a small bone to pick with you. Go for um, it. A wishbone to pick for with pick, you. Pick at the wishbone. We won't, uh, we won't let it affect our fighting though. Okay. Um, what I I don't think he did it in order to get their buy-in. Um, no. I feel like that's, um, and this is maybe just a question of semantics. Um, it could be the way I said it. So. But when I like, I'm gonna consult you guys so that you feel like you have buy-in, and then I'm gonna do what I want anyway is not 
leadership. And 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 sorry that. Okay. No, buy, I, I understand. What you're saying. Get, yep. Getting buy-in is a real like trigger for me, leadership-wise, because. Um, yeah, I think I think where I was trying to head with that, and I yeah. I hear you, was more along the lines of. He went into it with an idea in his head, mm-hmm. but he knew that his command crew had enough different perspectives that he needed to hear what they right. had to say as well. Right. The end. Re- the outcome being, they all participated in the decision. Yeah. They had a stake in it. They had buy-in, uh, but he didn't get it from them. He had to earn it. Um, right. In such a way, and I'm I'm sorry to kind of pick bones on that one, but that's fine. Um, the other, the other piece of that is like, um, you know, you're put in charge as a leader. <clears throat> it's up to you to make the decision. It's on you if it doesn't go right. Um, and that's a lot of responsibility and you would be dumb to not consult the smartest people on your ship about what is this feasible? What don't we know? Mm-hmm. Have we forgotten anything? You know, is there another way around this? Um, and, and let's talk. And then, and the most important part of, from a leadership perspective is to get everybody to a place where they, even if they don't agree, they commit to yeah. that decision. And that's part commit of was, commit was the word I was looking for. Yeah. And like, and that's so, if anybody's out there in software, like, and part of the agile principle being, we need to be able to disagree and commit mm-hmm. anyway, uh, because there are going to be times when our engineer is going to be like, has, I can't change the laws of physics. <laughs> But if this is the way the team has decided to go, then I will do the best I can to make that happen. And Instead I'll support of, it. And support it. And and I won't be at the water cooler shit talking about it later. Yeah. yeah. Um, whatever that at the replicator. At the replicator. <laughs> Getting my, my arachnogeno. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a long <laughs> night. I need a double arachnogeno. Racket, double arachnogeno, please. Yeah, and this Hold crew doesn't Hold know what to Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's part that's part of uh, giving up yourself for the good of the many um, is to, you know, you supply in good faith mm. your best recommendation. And then when the team decides, then you go with it. Yeah. Uh, and that's um, hard. That is hard. That's, that is, that is, again, that's why I th- think there's that lesson of we haven't arrived. Right. And we won't ever probably. Yeah. And it's okay because I think that if you don't have that, uh, honest back and forth then you don't explore every option and you don't find you know i mean you know jeff you and i could like come up with a plan and go with it and run with it because like we think a lot alike about things and we've had some success doing that Um, (laughs) but like it's better when there's on our squad when there's more people you know um yeah and i think that's and i heard you say part of the next one that I have on my list. So, Oh yeah. All right. Let's go. It was the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one or the needs of the few, mm-hmm. depending on which version of that st- statement you subscribe to. Cause they did change it, you know, for star Trek three and four, but <laughs> the original was or the, the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, or know, the so. one when they were talking to Spock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It um, was amended. It was amended. I think, I think we'll allow it. Hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not sitting in judgment here. So <laughs> Aren't <see>. you? <laughs> I'm not. I okay. promise. <laughs> I am. So. I, am sitting on, I am sitting on the original series bridge. Yes. And I'm on I, the next generation bridge. Yeah. But I'm not I, sitting in judgment. 
I had half a mind to put this video up with this one this time. It's kind it kind of would be fun, I think. Yeah. I don't have any issue with it. I'm not no. wearing any makeup, though. Well, I'm not either. Well, you do have a beard, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really grateful that your beard's coming in a lot better than it did 10 years ago. Yeah, that first one was bad. <laughs> Frankly, it <laughs> was a really bad one. <laughs> Scrappy. Yeah, you could say that. Um, yeah. So the needs, <laughs> the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Right. Um, I know it's not the first time that that has ever been said. I know Star Trek wasn't the first time that that concept had ever been talked about. Yeah. But man, do we need to be reminded of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, like, and I, and I just, I, I'm so grateful for the fact that I see it lived out a lot now. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's things that we've been doing through our school community to try to do that for people in our neighborhood. And people have been doing that for us for years when we went through hard times. I mean, gosh, yeah. I mean, heck I pulled a, a washer out of your basement once with a, with a folding table as a ramp. Yeah. It almost <laughs> killed me too. <laughs> and, me, and me as well, but I got home and it was ice on my driveway. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I almost fell down the stairs. Yeah. And I, I had a moment where I'm like, I guess this is it. And then I was somehow able then, to recover. <laughs> I, I, my, my stairs are just thin and slick. And uh, steep. And steep. Yeah. It's a yeah. really bad, like a trifecta of awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm at a point in my life where if you ever need a washer again, and I have one to offer, I'm going to get a. I'll, I'll hire movers to do it. Right, because right. I, yeah. Well, yeah. I've learned some things. Those um, were the thin days though. And we did what we could. Yeah. And, you know, there's examples constantly in my background of that. And I'm just so grateful for that being yeah. a concept <clears throat> and hearing it voiced in a show. Like, again, this is a TV show Yeah, with, with a whole universe of canon wrapped around it now. But that's one of the driving factors of the show. Yeah. But there's also the other side of that, of yeah. where you're the one. <laughs> where you're right. the... Um, and like part of becoming a you know you, part of a union like that is to to set your own personal needs aside but there are some times when the needs of the one or the few outweigh the needs of the many and you've seen that play out several times and to be the person in need is really uh, not any place I want I want to be in the helping spot I, I think most I want to be in the helping spot I agree with you um but knowing that there are, knowing that there are people on your camp, yeah, and that and to be a relief, the grace of of helpfulness, and to see it in the moment and to accept it, is is humbling and, um, you know, you can quickly lead into shame territory over it, but because you may be in that spot and think I would do this for that person. Yeah. You know, um, because you, you know, for helpers to be able to help, somebody needs help. Um, and it's graceful acceptance of help is something that you also, um, hmm. you know, need to learn how to accept. It's so important. Um, and I think we've talked about it a couple of times this year 
but like we're let us let us continue to repeat the fact sorry now everybody knows what i'm sorry i was listening to your children while you were thinking yeah it's ian downstairs ian is um by the way starting his own it's not it's not actually a thing in existence but to him it is yeah (laughs) his own uh youtube video game reaction and playthrough (laughs) channel good for Um, him So he's amazing to watch. <laughs> Hit like and subscribe, Daddy. <laughs> yep. Make sure you ring that bell, Dad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Um, but I think where where I was heading with it was um, folks ask for help. Yeah. Like I know from a person who is this is difficult for me to do to ask for help mm-hmm. because I came out of, and it wasn't anything that was imposed on me. It was not like that. I'm like carrying emotional baggage from, you know, generations of people doing this to me. It's just <laughs> my own self-imposed thing. It's yeah. tough for me to ask for help. Yeah. Um, so, but I've learned the, the grace on, on my side too that it is okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It is not actually a, a, a negative revelation of character to ask for help. Yeah. It is in fact a more positive revelation of character to ask for help. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's also unlearning hundreds of thousands of years old learned behavior of, especially if you are in the United States, in anywhere near Appalachia <laughs> or, you know, where people come from strongly independent yeah. Um, self-sufficient. Pull myself up from my bootstraps. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, that, and then to be asking for help or to show weakness or to show mental illness is, is shameful. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. that's as recent. I mean, there are people holding that right now Yeah. in their heads. And um, yeah. the more that we can pull away that illusion of strength and really get to the heart of the issue with people and help or accept help getting to a place where um, <clears throat> you're safe. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That like in order for people to participate well in society, they have to feel safe mm. or participate in anything. You know, what's so interesting about that was, and I hadn't thought about it until you were just talking about it now. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, how crazy was it that the next generation had a ship's counselor? Well, it was as it was with like the tablets that they carry. I mean, it was a thing that you need on a ship. Right. So people have a tra- have trauma and need to deal with it. I just like, especially I out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> flying in the middle of space. Yeah. <laughs> with a thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Having Romulans abduct you and, Change your, change your body. appearance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you, you know, half the time I don't even know if data is is uh, going according to programming or some other computer programming is taken over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That the the emphasis on the you know having a mental health specialist on the bridge. Right. Like, that's huge. That was gigantic. Yeah, yeah. So that one, that's yeah. Ask for help. 
Yeah. And then yes, both too. of in both of the ways that statement can work, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. The needs of the one or the few sometimes outweigh the needs of the many. Like yeah. we need to just think about on a more regular basis. Um, so that one's on my list. Yeah. Um, inventions is on my list because like, like you just talked about with the tablets, right? Mm -hmm. Gosh, there's so many things that we've talked about even over the course of, of our podcast so far that are just amazing stuff that like, holy cow, the tricorder being able to non invasively diagnose problems, medical mm -hmm. problems. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of think that would be pretty important. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sim holographic simulations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one's on my list. You're going to laugh at this next one. So it's okay. I'm ready for it, but I respect deep, you. Deep storytelling. Yeah. And where I go with that is that mm -hmm. there is an expansion besides the show mm -hmm. into the novelization of the, of the series. Mm -hmm. Series, plural. Series. Right. Series. <laughs> series um, is already plural. It is. That's why you need the zzzz. <laughs> <laughs> it's, possess it's a possessive series at that point. Yeah. The many volumes. Grammar nerds, I'm putting a, an apostrophe at the end of that S. <laughs> Come at me. Look at you. Prove me wrong. <laughs> um, but the deep storytelling part to me is like, there's a couple of, uh, I've got a, is it a bifurcated reason or okay. bifurcated, uh, explanation here? Well, I immediately yeah. th thought of a bifurcated tongue and that sent me off. Yeah. Which is shutters. why I did that. <laughs> Love you. Mean it. <laughs> Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so yeah, first of all, there's the novels, which I know I'm a nerd, mm -hmm. right? Fine. I can handle it, but I can think about like how much joy I had and I still have in picking up a book and reading where they go with the story. Yeah. Um, some of the stories are great. Some of them aren't. I read one Jenny that just a couple weeks ago it was fantastic. <laughs> and it was about, it was about at the first mission of the enterprise before it was even like before Kirk, it was actually with April. Captain right. April. Um, and it was and it involved Captain Kirk's dad, George Kirk. Mm. Oh, um, is it George? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um that was a fantastic I guess story. Guy named George is gonna give you a name like James James Tiberius. So. James Tiberius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was a fantastic story. And uh, it's just so good to read. Yeah. Uh, just about like understanding that there's more to the story than what we're usually seeing or, or hearing at times. Mm -hmm. um, and I just love that those different themes like set in a science fiction book too, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it, 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 sure. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, and then the other, the other, so I did the first buy for Kate. So the single for Kate, mono for Kate. So the other mono for Kate. Just keep saying for Kate. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh. uh, the other part of that would be. The just, other half of the tongue. 
the other half of the tongue. Oh, I've got a visitor on the bridge <gasps> Hi. here. Hi. Hi. Permission to come aboard granted. You about to head out with mom? Not really. Not really? <laughs> okay. We're going to wait until it stops raining a little uh, bit. That makes sense. Because yeah. Idly got really mad at us. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I bet she did. Well, there's my friend Jenny. Hello. How you doing, Catelyn? Oh, you disappeared from the bridge. Oh, nope. Oh. There you go. There you are. No, you disappeared. Well, it's the interstitial thing. <laughs> you disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you because uh, because it's not really the the bridge that we're on. They're working on the the uh, transporter right now, so we're yeah, phasing I, phasing I, I in might, and out. I might phase in and out of things. <laughs> yeah. Mile deep being where they can go. With, by having, you know, by allowing people to write novels and that aren't a part of the series writing casts and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But at the same time, the mile wide is the amount of series to draw from. Yeah. Not a Star Trek history that's now, like, especially with Discovery going 900 years in the future, mm-hmm. there's 900 more years that they can cover between that. Like, <laughs> right. And, you know, how, how does the movie, the new movie canon, affect that 900 years because it's pretty much like wrecked it is point yeah uh yeah. or i mean now there's multiple timelines right sort of well you've got the you've got the, the, the and they're not parallel they're Mm-mm. they're sort they're, of they're consecutive like yeah. i mean spock has to go through the, the original canon in order for the second for the movies to have happened the way yeah. they did um yeah it's it's pretty neat it's um it's like that Mobius loop kind of thing mm-hmm. where it goes in that sort of design. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just love how there's so much to be able, like a rich field of, of, of content to be able to draw from right. in there. And, and that makes me think about how thankful I am that you don't have to go there to love yeah, Star Trek. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You're right. Uh, confession time for me. <laughs> uh, I have read zero Star Trek novels. Um, I have. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Love you too. And I, I have seen all the original series movies. I think I've only seen one or one, maybe First Contact of the Next Generation movies. I. I mean, I if you're gonna watch one, if you're gonna watch one of the for, of the Next Gen movies, First Contact's the one to watch. In, yeah. In my IMHO. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I saw it in the theater, and I was like, "Whoa! Yay! Ew!" Oh. Uh, like it, it was a shitty version of the TV. Sorry, there's kids around. It's okay. uh, of the TV show, like this TV show is better than this. The show what was better. Doing, and then the movies got worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the and the original series movies were hit or miss. Um, well, and there's a couple on my list that I'm going to talk about. <laughs> okay, but I I must say that the the. Are you putting that in front of me? I don't think it works. I don't think a green screen works like that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's working for me though. Looks good. Okay. <laughs> <I'm scared. laughs> now it's basically just I've got a like a black hole in front of my face. <laughs> I'm in a singularity. <laughs> Get the crew back from shore leave. No, but I just <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Another thing. It's uh-huh. also in front of a triple. Me, so. Is that a triple? Aw. <laughs> so cute. 
so yeah, I think, um, but yeah, there was, they're hit or miss, which I agree with. And there's a couple of them on my list that I want to talk about that I think were more hit than miss. Okay. But, but, did, but honestly, the new set of movies are so gripping and wonderful. Oh, uh, honors the core. <laughs> it's working. Sort of. <laughs> it does honor, it does honor the core. Yeah. Um, I really, I really like Beyond, Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. I, I, I felt like, I felt like they understood story with that one a lot. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They're all good. I don't know which names are which with the movies. Beyond so was the third one that yeah, had I've... Idris Elba as the bad guy. and Yeah. Yeah. And then the um, Benadryl. Uh, yeah, the Romulan gigantic girl. No, no, no. Um, the first one was just Star Trek, right? I mean, yeah. And then there was Into Darkness. Into Darkness had Benadryl Clarendon in it. Yes, Benadryl. <laughs> Everyone's favorite British movie star. <laughs> British movie star slash allergy med. Right. <laughs> yeah. That one was intense. I loved the angry Spock in that one, but. Angry Spock comes to um, the next one on my list, actually, which Do was tell. Goatee, Goatee Spock. <laughs> your de- your bridge is turning into the holodeck. It's, well, it's it's constantly evolving. It's Risa. Um, but yeah, Goatee Spock was the next one on my list here because. Um, oh, Goatee! Oh, I thought you were saying G O. T-E-E. Oh no no, not like goat Spock. But, I mean, no. goat Spock is cool. No, like <laughs> like go dog go go Spock go. But go go T Spock was the best, I think. Um, yeah, it's the mirror mirror, the original mirror universe episode, and he's got that. You the first time you see Spock, you're like, oh, it's gonna be Spock, and then you see the goatee, and you're like, what the world <laughs> is happening here? <laughs> I wonder if that's the first instance of a goatee indicating an evil person. I mean, an evil version of a person. I think goatees and beards, goatees and beards have had a bad rep. They have often, in the past, indicated a person, a, a scoundrel. Yeah, yeah. Somebody it's, it was had some revival. I mean, the mustache, the mustache, more than anything, had a revival. I'd say in the eighties, where yeah. I mean, you well, had Magnum, Magnum PI had quite the mustache. <laughs> And now his mustache is so upsetting, though. Do you? He does those reverse mortgage commercials. Yes, I've seen them, and they're they're <laughs> it's, scary. It's, if you've got HD or anything like that, mustache is like, what is that made of? It's weird. Woo! But, is that a butterfly? Yeah. Oh, I hate butterflies. <laughs> Whoa, no! <laughs> it's a slinky butterfly. So, um, goatee Spock, I think is on my list because it was just so different and but yeah he was still logical Mm -hmm. but he was like cold evil logical yeah lawful evil yeah it was so different it just like blew everyone away and frankly i don't i I know that i know that deep space nine goes to the mirror universe quite a bit more than most of the other series yeah yeah they dip in that well yeah i kind of don't think that they needed to i know it's an opinion and it's only an opinion it's my opinion and it doesn't mean much to anything anyone else but in the original series when you got to see the mirror universe that one time you're just like whoa 
And yeah. then it, that was it. Like that's all you needed. It was it was so different, but so similar that it was scary. So yeah, cool. <laughs> you having fun being a a disruptor? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> My daughter, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Hit like and subscribe if you want more Hit cattle like and on this. Subscribe to more cattle and channel. <laughs> with her pink boa mm. it's really making some cool effects so. it is it's kind of giving me like a nexus effect in the background so, um so goatee spock was on the list mm -hmm. because he was just so dark yeah uh replicators are on my list i i'm so thankful for them that i i really want one yeah I mean, even if it was just like a clothing replicator, I don't like. You don't even have to go there with food yet. Or a toilet paper. Or a toilet paper replicator, like not a to be, not to yeah. be cliche about twenty twenty, but. But yeah, like a supplies replicator would be great. Mm -hmm. Toilet paper would be on that list. Um, paper towels would be on that list. Yes. Uh. <laughs> with children and animals, yes. Yeah, um, but yeah, I could, and, and like I said, like a clothing one, because then I could just like. I could just have it get clothes and I wouldn't have to worry about any type of shopping experience. <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't like shopping experiences. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I, I enjoy online shopping in these uh, stay at home times. I don't. Really? Yeah. And maybe it's just the overwhelming amount of choices. Fair enough. I, I, uh, I found some really like fun things like, started hand lettering so oh cool very uh, very very hipster of you i i approve well it's not i mean it's markers on paper it's not like it's not i don't care it's still hipster enough I, okay <laughs> I, i'm too old to be a hipster i was a hipster before it was cool jeff oh nice <laughs> see what you did there you wouldn't get it and um, i'm gonna call it <laughs> and yeah. I'm the one that drinks coffee out of a mason jar. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Well, I drink ma anything out of a mason jar. Any chance I get, I love with a leather that. with a leather like oh, handle holder. That's where you. That's where you go too far. <laughs> too far. <laughs> the leather is maybe. Look, I don't want to kink shame anybody. Uh, put leather on your mug. You go leather to town. on the mug. <laughs> <laughs> I started making my own taco seasoning mix. Excellent. I, uh, yeah, I, I was, I had the food and, you know, you order groceries and it's fallible system. Um, yes. and they just, like, they just don't deliver things sometimes. sometimes. Like <laughs> I have this Mexican fiesta planned and I, I'm like, I don't have any taco seasoning. What am I going to do? And this is like my whole life. Tacos are made with the little packet. Uh, and oh, I was like, the, like the Morton's packet, McCormick, McCormick's packet, or or, take, or uh, we yeah. were, we were Lowry's. Back Lowry's. I don't make it anymore, um, or I can't find it anyway. I haven't seen it anywhere. Um, so that was my go-to, and I'm standing in my kitchen, and I just have, I'm like, I don't have taco seasoning. What am I going to do? And I, and I just, I could just. Because you're home all the time and because you have a lot of time to think, like your mind just sort of goes, you know, that packet's just full of spices. Like, yes, and on that cupboard's full of spices. <laughs> and I'm like, you might have most of the spices that are in that packet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 
I like look up a recipe real quick and I'm like, I got that. I got that. I got that. I got that. I made my own taco and my kids are like, this is the best taco stuff I've ever had. Look at you. And so. Way to go. Yeah. So this, I'm thankful at least for like this being at home and have the privilege to be at home and safe most of the time. And it is a privilege. Um, And to be, I've had more sort of awakenings or like taco seasoning awakenings um, (laughs) like that, like little things that I just didn't notice before. And like the fact that my back door has a screen door on it. Like I didn't, I've been here almost 10 years, no, 10 years in this house. And we tied that screen door open to move furniture in and I never, ever used it. Like it stayed to open the whole time. And, and the, the thing that happened was the, the little, the door opener thing broke and it started to swing shut. And I'm like, this thing won't stay open. This is how entrenched I was in the thinking about this door. And then finally it occurs to me, wait a minute, I just pull it shut. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) like it's a breeze can come in now, right where I'm working. You know, (laughs) like I can have fresh air flowing through this room. I've got two windows and a screen door and two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, where it's at. I mean, that's where it's at. So like those things, like, you know, I'm tying it to, you know, Star Trek's like to take you from the familiar into the unfamiliar, but being able to bring along this sort of like new eyesight, mm-hmm. especially if you've gone out and then come back, like the things, things change Yeah. from, be, from yeah. having been out in the frontier to coming back and, and being able to like, I don't know. So I just like, I'm just amazed at my, the rigidity of my own thinking that I forgot that a screen door works a certain way. Like what the purpose of it. So enough the next to be item. enough to be annoyed by it for like two weeks until I like mm. realize like, I don't know the real benefit here. Just pull that shut and you got the breeze. It's fine. The next two items on my list are exactly in that like tied almost directly into that soliloquy that you just gave us there <laughs> so first the rigidity of our thinking right yes yes star trek 2 wrath of khan there's mm-hmm. the line about do you, you think two two-dimensionally mm-hmm. you need to think three-dimensionally and that's how he beats khan is yeah thinking two two-dimensionally you know that door won't stay shut or it won't stay open. Yeah. What's wrong with that door? Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait, the purpose of the door. <laughs> let's start, let's, Hold on a minute. <laughs> let's, let's take a beat and circle back. <laughs> everyone, everyone hold on for a second here. I'm, I'm having a realization. <laughs> it's hurting. <laughs> having an epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, but those like all funniness aside for a second, like that, movie showed I mean like even that line applied to how the movie was made they had almost no budget for that movie mm-hmm. after after the motion picture yeah <sighs> kind of destroyed all budgets <laughs> for a while most of them uh, yeah yeah um, Star Trek 2 came out and they had no money I found out that they filmed the scenes with Ricardo Montalban and William Shatner 
they never filmed them together. <laughs> they were all reaction. Wow. Because their, their schedules didn't match up and they didn't have the budget to be able to make it so their schedules could match up. Oh my God. That, that, that explains over, overcompensation we it saw. It does. It <laughs> definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> but still at the same time, like that's some pretty cool thinking. Yeah. Like, well, hey, what's our problem? We have a budgetary problem. Yeah. How are we going to solve it? We're going to solve it by doing it this way instead. And yeah. you know what? Yeah, some things might look a little honky, but at the same time, it totally works for those two guys. Yeah. yeah. Do, you know? could, do you really want those two in the same room together is what I want to know. Oh, my God. The personal assistance. Talk about, about budget exploding. Yeah. <laughs> in personal assistance alone, right? Exactly. <laughs> Who knows how many personal assistants it actually took for Ricardo Montalban to have that vest Whoa. muscle cleavage thing. Wasn't that his real out. chest, though? It was. It was. He beefed up for that. He was jacked. Some, he had some Corinthian leather going on. <laughs> that was steroids before steroids was cool. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was just that rich Corinthian leather, that's all. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but then the next one, you're talking about like the familiar being unfamiliar and then mm-hmm. Star Trek four on my list too. Of oh, things yes. that I'm thinking for. One I of the that. best I things. I watched that three weeks ago, Jenny. Yeah. Oh, holds up. It's a great movie still. <laughs> my gosh, I love that movie. Me too. Uh, I, don't, I don't know either if you have to be a child of the 80s to really like have a deep, deep love for that movie, but it is it's it the best. There's like a, there's a resonating current if you grew mm-hmm. up in the 80s, for sure. Yeah. That that helps with maybe the, another level. But yeah. it's still such a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's that sure. whole fish out of water story, but there's the Enterprise, but it's not the Enterprise. No, it's a bird of prey, man. But it's the Enterprise. You know, the, the nuclear vessel in Alameda is oh, yes, the Enterprise. Oh, yes, 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 You know, but then there's the Russian tactical officer asking where the nuclear <laughs> vessels <laughs> are, and everyone's yeah. like, what the juggabot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is so amazingly good. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah. love that movie so much. And then there's, you know, Scotty going into the, the <laughs> factory and he's doing his inspection as the professor, you know, the visiting professor. He's like cracking yeah. his knuckles to go type on the terminal, you know. A keyboard, how quaint. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's and, it's and I'm thankful for it. I, like I said, I watched it a couple weeks ago, and it's still great. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I wanted just to point back to sort of the economy of a thing. Create, yeah. you know, uh, what I've found, I think, is a lot of times having those restrictions makes better content. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, especially, like, if you think about a, you know, long form essay versus a, say a haiku or whatever you have to really choose well in order to communicate a thought in a haiku as opposed to some longer form of things yeah. and it could come out with something a little more beautiful at the end there's, um, a, there's, a, there's a yeah it's another one that i don't know i always get conflicting emotions from you about when i bring up lord of the rings stuff so yes i have deep conflict over this movie and book series yes please continue okay it's a landmine jeff <laughs> What are you, what are you I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, it, fits it. Into, it fits into the theme that you're talking about. So, mm-hmm. so Bilbo is writing his, his, you know, his poem that he wants to write that he wants to have the elves sing. Yeah. And he's got this long poem and Aragorn shows up 
and he goes off to go like write with Aragorn for a minute. Uh-huh. And they come back and, they, and everyone's reading the poem. And all, what you hear at the end of that is that Aragorn only suggested a green stone. But that's what made it like fitting to now be able to sing with the elves. It was that it was that simplicity. It was the economy of that one thing that he suggested uh-huh. that turned the tide for the poem. It wasn't yeah. like having long passages of history and all these kind of things. Like it was just he suggested the one thing. Yeah. So I, I I appreciate where you're heading with that one. Yeah, and I am a fan of Aragorn and his economy of speech. Yes. Um. Everybody else in those <laughs> movies can go take a long walk <laughs> off a short pier. Uh, with all their words and songs and uh, bombadilling around. And speeches. And <laughs> speech yeah, reading. yeah. Yes, Bilbo could be long-winded. Benefit oh, yeah. from the economy of a ranger who's seen dark things. Yeah. Says he's little. Who's lived through it, has the mm-hmm. appreciation for what it takes to, to live on meager Mm-hmm. <laughs> rations at times yeah brevity is the soul of wit in my opinion i agree still i still agree with that um so star trek 2 star trek 4 made my list of my truck full you think truck full yes because i watched both of them this year and they're still great um my mm-hmm. last one on my list is data data and his his search to be more human mm-hmm and that was, again, it's this theme, it's a little bit of what we talked about already, but it's this theme of knowing that they need some kind of drive of knowing he wants to work on himself. Yeah. And I think that's the story that I get the most from Star Trek that I'm the mo- most thankful for is like, and I, and I started talking to my kids about this a little bit because there's anxiety about school and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Like no one ever, at least for me, you'll never get this. I'm not expecting you to be perfect mm-hmm. ever. I want you to, I want you to make mistakes. I want you to, I want you to try new things out. Mm-hmm. I want you to try to continue to learn. Yeah. And, and we'll see what, where we end up with. It might be a, a different, you know, a different block or a different neighborhood or a different city than where we started. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like let's just let's just do it together though. Right. And like, you know, the message of Star Trek being like even androids need to work on themselves. Yeah. It really it really could just be summed up with Poe Buddies Nerfect, you know. Yeah, Poe Buddies Nerfect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. You're welcome. That's what I bring to the table. It's an amazing gift. That you well, <laughs> wisdom through malapropism. <laughs> you need. <laughs> but yeah. You can have that. Do we need a cookie? I think it's time for a cookie. Speaking of someone who doesn't get it perfect, <laughs> Wesley Crusher. Yeah, but still crushing it. Still crushing <laughs> oh, it, Wesley Crusher. Always crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> the crush master. <laughs> All right. All right. Time for a cookie. Time for a cookie. Um, well, I've got mine. All righty. Well, let's hear it. Never admit a mistake if there's someone else to blame. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Just hold, yeah, like, like, like you were saying earlier, take a beat. Take a See beat who steps up here. <laughs> Someone like that. Uh, yeah. Never a, a mistake if there's someone else to blame. Look, I start every project I'm in by outwardly identifying a scapegoat. Okay. Uh, first thing. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, and, you know. You're, you're ceremonial Jonah. Right. You might as well. Somebody's got to go down on this if it goes wrong. It's not going to be me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have, and I do, I, it's with my, my team. It's like, all right, we're going to start on this new thing. Like, okay, who's our scapegoat? We just got to find them right away. Uh, it's usually the youngest developer on my team. Step one. Uh, step one, <laughs> find a scapegoat. And then when things go wrong, the team is like, Alex, you know, and it, it's sort of a joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like it. I just named, pretend I didn't say anybody's person. name outline. You named a um, person, but we'll call um, them. Sure, Khan. Sure, Khan. Yeah. Or Commander or um, Lieutenant Riley. Lieutenant mm-hmm. Riley. That's a little close to home for me. Uh, no. Oh, I was thinking of of the guy from. Well, I was thinking of the guy from the original series who was singing Irish poetry into the intercom. Oh yeah. When you know when the ship went crazy, when like Sulu was running around with his sword, yeah. you know, you know that kind of stuff in the naked time. <laughs> Yeah, all those days. Spock oh, boy. was crying. Spock had a, like a tear leave his eye, you know. Oh, boysy. But uh, no, uh, and I, I say it as a joke because sometimes in, in workplaces, like it, it, you, you can have a blame culture uh, yeah. it, that comes up. And um, that's not like really healthy place to be. But I think the way you can take this you know, the wind out of that sail is to sort of jab it with some jokes. Like us, you know, let's just say at the end of this project, we know somebody's going to have to take the fall. Let's, let's call it now. So you can get ready for it. And then I'll also plan a a nervous breakdown, maybe a week prior to launch. So, you know, just, and then, you know, we get it out there. Like, right. Right. You can, you can say, you know, this isn't really, I've gone far off away from your fortune here for a second but it, it okay. <laughs> i think you have to sometimes call out the, the scary things and similar to like if you want to get rid of a what is that a bogart you know like yeah, dress yeah. snape up in his granny's clothes like uh, put some funny hats on those fears and march mm-hmm. them around uh it does help but i also have been in a situation where it's like who who what you know, as a team, everybody's really responsible for the outcome. But like when the, you know, flying fickle finger of fate points to somebody else, you kind of go. Whew. Yeah, I've been there. Um, been there a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, have you ever gone ahead and stepped up? I have. Um, and then through counseling, I've worked through a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All joking aside, I mean. Well, no joking. Counseling helps. Counseling helps, <laughs> um, but at the same time, like I've also learned that there doesn't always need to be a person who's to step up and accept the blame. Yeah. Like, let the problem marinate for a second, 
because even if it even if it is you and you're going to ultimately accept it like still let it marinate for a second because there could be a solution that you could think of or that someone else could think of mm-hmm. whereas if you step right into it immediately you're not going to get to that solution well yeah and if if you stop thinking of things as win-lose and start thinking of them as kind of win-win uh you can or get win-win, away you know or, yeah yeah, or win-win for me. Uh, you know, but seriously, like you can, if if they're blame being pointed around, like you know, people blame people. Yeah, you do. know, it makes them feel better about themselves somehow. But um, yeah, no, that's a interesting, interesting fortune. I I like it a lot. I, I especially in a let's take it out of real life and put it in a game situation. I don't know if you're playing among us. Um, I'm not yet. Um, my son is trying to get me to try it and I'm, oh, I'm do. kicking and screaming against it. Um, we'll see. <laughs> hey, I've got a group. I can add you okay. to if you want to try it out with grownups. Um, sure. No offense, I'm kids. Add me to the group and I'll give it a try. But part of it is like trying to get deflect blame, like, you know, or, you know, proclaim your own innocence. Um, so I have been in a situation where somebody's come up as uh, suspicious and it wasn't me <laughs> or, or not, it was me who was the imposter, you know, like, yeah. uh, is more often than not in games like that is where I, I find that rule applies very well. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. it. <laughs> well, did you get a, a fortune? Yes. And mine says people love the bartender. Hmm. Hmm. They do. Um, I feel, and I feel this is also very Ferengi because mm. if you are, if you're looking to build that, I mean, it's almost like, I think now about everything being almost subscription based, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but I can imagine like, I can imagine Quark creating a subscription you know, drinks based thing <laughs> there on Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you know what? You don't have to bring money every time you come in. Mm-hmm. Stop, drop a, give me a couple, couple bars of, a month. A couple bars of, uh, of you know, gold plated latinum, and you're, you're all fine here at Quarks. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone loves it because then you don't have to bring money every single time you come. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then I can use the information gained from you as your bartender's currency for other things. Currency for greasing the wheels of other things later on, because uh-huh. might come up. Yeah. <laughs> there could be a situation that works to my advantage later that yeah. that information will, will help me with. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, people will confess many things to a bartender. Why not profit? Yeah. Why not make a little profit off of it? Yeah. In fact, it would be non-Ferengi to think about trying to make a profit. Yeah. Yeah. That is their guiding principle. Yeah, and I think in general, bartenders aren't looking to gather information from poor souls at the bar for profit, but I think probably for sure Quark is. Oh, I would imagine Quark (laughs) is squarely in that camp. Yeah. Yeah. How can I make this work for me? Right. And I think, you know, he's, he's a bit of a you know, frontiers person himself uh, Mm -hmm. because owning a bar was not looked highly upon by the Ferengi folk. Nope. Um, Until he was able to, to show that it was actually, you know, 
pretty feasible means yeah. of profit. Well, yeah, he he uh, he blazed a trail for sure for himself yeah. for Nog. Uh, even though he didn't like it, <laughs> like even though he didn't like it at all, his pioneering spirit stood as a model to a young teenager on a space station who was like, "I'm gonna do what I want," and, you know, Grand Nagus. Yeah, <laughs> I want to join Starfleet. I will. Let's look at my uncle. Yeah, that's so. It's such a good. It's a frontier spirit, I think, is the right thing I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. And everyone and, loves the bartender in the frontier. I mean, you look at those movies, right? Yeah. All the Westerns. Oh, my was, gosh. They're there all the time talking to the bartender. All and the time. Can Can we just talk a minute about about the, the frontiersman bar person? Um, Please. I don't. Are you watching Mandalorian? Yes. I mean, it's just a, it's a Western. Like these, it is. This season has just been, you know, there's the bar, the barkeep. And the marshal, mm-hmm. all this stuff, and then discovery. Now that they're in the future, like the bar scenes and stuff, it's like people. The, the I can feel the revitalization of the western serial yeah. um, in both yeah. of those shows, which I love. Love it. Uh, love there's it. a lot of good in those. There's some really yeah. good storytelling that you can go in those directions. Yeah, and, and uh, you know when they sold the Star Trek, it was a wagon train to the stars. It was. Westerns were so popular at the time, so that that tradition is is all throughout. Star Star. You know what would have been the thing that if if it had happened, it would have been the top of my trekful list. Would have been if somehow John Wayne had been in a Star Trek. Really, it would have just been like, man, totally could have done that. However, there was in the original series and in Next Generation, they both had callbacks to the westerns, the ancient west. They call well, it <laughs> the ancient West. That's what they call it on Next Generation. Yeah, but in spec- the in the original series, they had Spectre of the Gun, which mm-hmm. was that sort of like weird, like the sets weren't finished, you know, right. were open walls and everything. Yeah. like that. I thought it was just a great visual. Yeah, I love that in the in the series. It was so cool. Yeah, um, and then and when they went on like hollow, I think Worf had a hollow program for the yeah. ancient West when he the took ancient his West. Alexander. What did they get? Yeah. No, I'm all. I love westerns. I uh, yep. And the uh, the vibe that's coming through on these, the the frontier, the kind of wreckage of the outskirts, <laughs> is is, you know, it's the end of something and the beginning of something else. Unfortunately, the other the other visual that came to mind, um, well, unfortunately, maybe for some, fortunately for me, because I just I still love it, problematic as it might be, um, is Blazing Saddles and oh. um, Anal Johnson keeps his glasses clean, <laughs> just like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, Blazing Saddles is what it is. Um, and I hate saying is what it is. I hate trying to say it. It stands is what I mean. It, it stands. And, you know, it's not celebrating racism. It's pointing it out and illustrating yeah. it in a major way. And I think that it, um, it's where people, in a, in a place where all these diverse groups, you know, and the, the majority is treating the minority in certain ways, and it's obvious and clear and out there and, and, and out there to be jabbed yeah. at. I think I, I, I still love it. I love that movie so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, a classic. I would stand and, by and it. There's, and there's such great, like, just like that, Anal Johnson keeps his best. <laughs> <thing. laughs> you know yeah. Yes. It's, I it's just. So perfectly timed, you know. <laughs> my, like. The pastor saying, "Oh Lord, are we doing the right thing, or are we just jerking off?" And just like 
Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we have a friend who is uh, mid early twenties, like just a little bit older than our kids, but um, he's never seen Blazing Saddles. And oh wow, uh, we did have him over for Fiesta uh, last week, and I. Dax and I were like, we got to see this movie. And I'm like, how we could just do the movie for you right now. So Dax and I like proceeded to just act out about four or five Sick. scenes from Blazing Saddles, which I recommend um, in these times of small gatherings with people. That's great. That's speaking great. of, speaking of the small gatherings, um, Zoom is lifting its 40 minute limit for the Thanksgiving day. So yeah. stay home. Don't travel. Yeah. Guys. Just like, don't, it's not worth it. I know, I believe me, I know the struggle to want to oblige family and oblige mm -hmm. these kind of gatherings. But at the same time, guys, like just don't right now. And, and can I just say that for those people who are like, it's a tradition, it's who we are. Uh, I'm going to say to you, tradition is a reflection of who we are. It's not who we are. Mm. And we are not the people who gather in large numbers right now. We can't be. Yep. It's not good for us as a community. So it's time for a pause at the very least on their tradition of getting everybody together in one house and, you know, and, and look at the bright side of it. Like the travel, the prep, the cleanup, yeah. the, you know, the fights, the, like, instead, all agree to have the same meal and sit down and pop open zoom and eat together that way. Just don't like, you can't let tradition define you and your behavior in such a way where it could cause you to die. Yeah. So don't. Well said. And, and well said, friend. you might, yeah. And it might be fun. You might try some, like, this is what we always do. Okay. Well, you can't Now What do you do? The world is your oyster. Make it whatever you want it to be. You could have Thanksgiving on the bridge of the Enterprise. You could have it, yeah. Or on the Lido duck of the love boat. Which, <laughs> by the way, if you subscribe to CBS streaming, you can watch all the episodes of the love boat I recently discovered. So I didn't know that it was on CBS. It, it is. It, I, you would not believe the well of good old TV content that's on CBS streaming. I only was going to it for Star Trek for Picard and Discovery. But I'm like, what else is on here? So all the all the episodes of Survivor, Love Boat, Murder She Wrote, Columbo, like, and then some. So, wow, you know, you know, dunk your whiskers in that. Have some fun. Yeah. 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 Or if you want to go to Hawaii, Magnum PI is on there, I think, right? I probably. What would be wrong with Thanksgiving Day with in Hawaii with Magnum? And. Treat yourself to the Magnum PI Murder She Wrote crossover episode. There's two oh. episodes where she's in Hawaii, and then Don't deny yourself yeah. that that privilege, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we need Jessica Fletcher and that guy with the mustache, Magnum. Magnum. Together, Tom, working. Thomas Magnum. Yes, is it Thomas really? Yeah, it's Thomas okay. Magnum because he couldn't have a different name than Tom because of Tom, you know. So ah, uh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Well, you're not gonna have a Michael Magnum, you know, like. Why not Mike Magnum? That's a great no. name. That's a great no. PI, Mike Magnum. Mike yeah. Magnum, yeah. <laughs> I sit here and I smoke my stogie. 
Terry Magnum at your service. <laughs> Terry, Terry Magnum. Oh, we can update it. Dakota Magnum. Dakota. Oh, I like that. That's very, yeah. very, very, very now. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we said it at the same time. Blaine. It'd be like a 90s version. Blaine Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, I'm Blaine Magnum. <laughs> and Yo, I'm with it. <laughs> people have the tools and above and beyond to reimagine Thanksgiving. And, I mean, you know, the first big gathering at Thanksgiving wasn't all that great either. I think a lot of people got sick and died then, too. It was a lot of, um, yeah. Smallpox. Wasn't, wasn't a great scene. No. Um, they, they were still into, like, the, the humors and bloodletting and that kind of thing. So, I mean, they were and, at a disadvantage. And, and no offense, I love fish, but they had fish and corn, guys. <laughs> mm. Mm. Which, oh, oh no! Look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down this road, okay? Which, uh-huh. which would be a great fish taco that you could have for your alternate Thanksgiving dinner, as opposed okay. to like, do you have to have a turkey? No, no, you don't have to have a turkey, guys. If you don't know how to cook a turkey, if why not always cook? You know why? Why are you trying? Well, you can learn tradition. If you want to learn, that's great. But is it the tradition thing of I we have to have turkey? You know, no, you don't no. have to. Hey, save a turkey. Yeah. Ride a cowboy. No ride way. a ride a ham. That's not how it goes. Oh, <laughs> 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 I, I was. <laughs> anyway, you get the point. Well, I want to wrap us up though. Yeah, um, let's do because people with, are like hours. I later. talked to I talked to Grandpa Klingon. Oh yes. How's he um, feeling these holidays, avoiding the virus? He is. Um, murdery as ever, but mm. that's what you get. Um, he was he was telling me about the the Klingon tradition of uh, around this time, in even on even on Quonos, where um, you have traditional greetings for people. Yeah, you know, we say Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, his uh so his 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 take was he wanted to see how that would translate into Klingon and back into English. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it, it what we actually came up with is it, it's it's hard to pronounce in Klingon. So I, I guess haters hit me on DMs, I guess, but it's it's almost like when you're looking at um Welsh language how there's a lot of, a lot of letters a lot of letters and a lot of consonants right hey. next to there with not a whole lot of vowels it's not um, unusual it's not unusual to be loved by everyone um but this one is mm-hmm. what i was what i was able to get which was we are glorified by your visit oh <laughs> I love that. Isn't that great? I I'm gonna hand letter that. I'm gonna write it down. Which I thought was a very like a different turn for Grandpa Klingon, but I liked it. We so, are we are say it again, please. We are glorified by your visit. I love that. Isn't that great? I thought I, it was so fun. It it's true, and and these you know 
times of no visitors, when you right. do have a visitor, you feel that in a you major feel that, way. Right? Like that's huge. If someone's actually like you, you are able to see that person physically. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel glorious. It's, yeah. I, it's so, that's wonderful. Grandpa Klingon hit a home run on that one. He sure did. He sure did. That's that's like a that's stitch that on a pillow or something. Yeah, that that one that's a pillow, Uh, a pillow one for sure. Yeah. Oh, thank you for finding that. That that's that's huge. Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's what's like thankful for this year to, to teaching us how what a privilege it is to have company. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And when we're not able to, then like be intentional and make something like this work too. Yeah. It's like if you th- you think about in past Thanksgivings when you would not eat the day before just so you could like really chow down the next day. Like <laughs> taking a year off Thanksgiving, think about how amazing it will be the next time. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe some th- things that you learned this year can apply the next time. Like Yeah. Like take taco a, seasoning. Taco seasoning. Um, or take a week or two or a month and limit people that you visit with so that when you are around people, that you can really glorify in that visit. Yeah. And people fill you with energy and joy instead of draining the very life out of you. Yeah. Exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. All right, kids. Well, thanks for listening. Remember... Yeah. Horseplay leads to sick bay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And yeah. uh, find our Facebook group, Tech yeah. Track Podcast. Go to our website. Um, yeah. If you really like us, guys, you know, we're so appreciative for those who do listen. Yeah. Really, really grateful. And um, share us with a friend if you think that they might like this one. Yeah. Uh, invite also, us over there into their look, podcast catcher. <laughs> And, you know, if you ever want to co-host, like, we've done that before. We do that again. No problem. Get you on here and you share it with your family and call yourself a podcast or be good. Uh, Okay, Jeff, I never ran that past you, but. That's fine with me. Don't worry about it. (laughs) All right. Well, the internet's becoming unstable. Um, Really appreciate your time. Until next time. Kirk out. (laughs) Kessler out. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.